1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Hello and welcome to another edition of WFAN Daily, a special edition of WFAN Daily, which, by the way, please don't forget to download, rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate it. This is the first ever Mailbag episode of WFAN Daily. And to help me along with that, we have Pete Hoffman. Hoff, of course, the producer of the BT and Sal show during the middays, hosts some shows on his own. He's producer of the Rico Bronia podcast as well, and we'll have him contribute on this podcast quite a bit moving forward. Hoff, you have the emails. Let's go with the WFA Daily Mailbag, additional or in, inaugural uh, episode.
3: Yes, the first one. That's what yes, we mean. inaugural,
2: right? <laughs> I, yes,
3: I not big. I don't know the big words as well as you do. Is that a big
2: word? Maybe I no? was looking for initial. How come I can't hear you in my headset? Is your volume there? Okay, we're good to go.
3: Go ahead, Hoff. Yeah, can you hear me?
2: Yes, so no, I can okay. hear, but I hear you here. Like, I he- we're in the same studio. I hear you here next to me. I don't hear you in my ears as well as I hear you next to me. So, let me sure. put the volume up No, there. put the mic closer to your face, maybe. Oh. Yeah, there you go. No, a, now I hear you.
3: I'm a rookie still at this right. stuff. Man, come
2: on. I mean, I know you're a producer, but geez, you do host some shows uh,
3: by myself. So, Marash is wearing
2: today, by the way. Marash just walked past on his way back from the bathroom and gave me like this awkward look. Like oh what's going on in there? And then, look there he is now yeah. Give a point. And he's wearing it's almost like he could hear me. And then he just gave did you see that like he gave a wink
3: and. By the way you know why he's so happy right now what? he's walking around because he thinks he's doing something special with his A rod stuff.
2: Oh okay the A rod retirement which will happen A-Rod. later on today as a matter of fact. Yeah I'm gonna burst his bubble. He's wearing that way. Rangers like it's like a hoodie jersey. Shirt yeah like a shirt yeah. hoodie no it's a hoodie yeah it, it, <laughs> should he really be wearing that. <laughs> Uh, Should he really be wearing that (laughs) shitty jersey? Uh, All right, Hoff, what do we got here? Mailbag. Yes. Question number one. David. it comes from
3: David Lewis. Uh, Sal, I'm a 58-year-old, huge Mets fan. Now, he puts a lot of points here, but he goes, I want Pete to be here. Mm -hmm. What frustrates me about the situation is, one, Pete now has Boris as an agent. Boris is the market setter agent. Two, if the Mets want to sign Pete to a long-term deal, seems plausible, probable, but that Boris has told the Mets they have to give Pete no less than eight years and probably for an average of at least $45 million a year, maybe even for 10 years, maybe even closer to $50 million a year, which is crazy. Three, if the Mets signed him for that, you, we would all be screaming about how ridiculous the contract was. And then finally, four... King Cohen is therefore not going to blink here and give Boris what he wants for several reasons, including the notion that other owners would be royally pissed that the market was just reset at these ridiculous levels, especially for someone like Soto, who's coming up on free agency and is younger, etc. That's less of a concern, but at some point, Steve needs to realize he does not want to be a... Uh, pariah amongst these owners. So my question is...
2: I was going to say, is there a fucking question in there? (laughs) Jesus, four points. Get to the fucking question. So to the question. Yeah. So
3: my question is, why are we begrudging the Mets for not signing Pete knowing the
2: above is almost certainly the case? Say that again. Why are we begrudging the Mets? Why are
3: we angry at the Mets for basically knowing that Scott Boris is holding up the market and trying to reset numbers?
2: Yeah, well, I'm not. I mean, first of all, thank you for the comments and for the question. We do appreciate it. Uh, I'm not angry at the Mets. I, I think people got to understand what's happening here. The Mets are handling this thing. The right way. And by the way, so is Pete Alonzo. If I'm Pete and I hire Scott Boris, I want every last cent possible. And that's what he's going to do. Yeah, that's why you hire Scott Boris, And they should play it out. Bet on himself. It's the safest bet that you can make. Not only in sports, but in life. Bet on yourself, kids. So Pete Alonzo is going to bet on himself. Hopefully go out there, have a monster year. That helps both him and the Mets. The Mets want him to do that as well. And then he's going to hit the open market. And he's going to see what the market is. What his market value is. For his services. And let's just say the Cubs, we keep using them as an example. Let's say the Cubs say, you're worth 220 The Mets will have the opportunity to say, okay, well, we think you're worth 222 If the Cubs say 250 the Mets say, yeah, we still think you're worth $230. we will give you, or $220, we'll give you 230 and try to make up a little bit of a difference. Similar to what happened with Aaron Judge and the Padres, Giants, and Yankees. Judge took less money to come back to the Yankees. Will Pete take less money to come back to the Mets? I'm not so sure, but the Mets and Pete Alonzo are handling this the right way the Mets are not going to overpay now, Pete shouldn't take any contract now, play this thing out and see what the open market says his value is, and the Mets will pay accordingly and I think ultimately Pete's not going to get well over two hundred million on the open market, and I think the Mets will give him two hundred, maybe two ten maybe two maybe two twenty number twenty two twenty round it out nicely. And Pete Alonso will be a lifelong met. All right, what do we got? Number two. Oh, just
3: really quick follow up because the one thing he said, which is I think outrageous, and I love you, David. Thanks for emailing. Yes, forty-five to fifty million a year. I don't think that's going to be that. that For Pete, no,
2: he's not getting that. That would
3: be for like a a lopsided one-year deal that you know with options and all this other
2: stuff. He's not. Let's say he gets thirty. Yeah. Let's say he gets thirty at seven. Thirty million times seven. That's two ten. Say 32 times 7. That's about what you're sitting at right there. I'd say he's going to get 31 a year. This is going to be my guess right now. You could have it on record here on WFAN Daily. I think Pete is going to get 7 years, 220. Save it. 220 divided by 7. That's about 31 and a half a year. 7 years, 220 million for Pete Alonzo.
3: Lock that up and save it so when Sal doesn't nail it that we can... Yeah, uh, well,
2: whatever. Do what you want with it.
3: All right. This comes from Jimmy in Babylon, Long Island. Oh, okay. Hello, Sal. I'm a 24-year-old Mets, Jets, and Ottawa's fan. Oh, the pain. By Condolences, the way. yeah. Yeah. Uh so he goes on the Evan Roberts podcast from 2018. So this is not this is prior to the Rico Bronya podcast. Um, on the podcast 2018 Mets offseason preview edition, you said that you were willing to trade both Pete Alonso and Brandon Nimmo to the Miami Marlins. For JT Realmuto, hmm. knowing what we know about Alonzo and Nimmo, how would you describe your trade proposal?
2: I don't remember that. Um, so obviously that was 2018, so that would have been before Pete's rookie year, right? Was his rookie year 2019? 2019
3: yes. was his rookie year, than 2020, yeah.
2: Right, so I don't recall that. All I remember, and now you're going back a ways here, all I remember is I wanted JT Realmuto badly. Now, obviously, in hindsight, that would have been a horrific mistake. Wouldn't have been the first one. I mean, I've had some doozies over the time. I said I once said I wouldn't trade Mike. Um, I wouldn't have traded Matt Harvey for Mike Trout straight up. Uh, I think even uh, somebody asked me about Stephen Matz at the time. Now you're going back to 2015, where those guys were at the peaks of their games. And I said I wouldn't have traded them for for Trout because I believed in pitching. So obviously, we know how that would have worked out. But yeah, I mean, look, nobody in their right mind would ever consider trading both Brandon Nimmo and Pete Alonzo. The way that they've turned out here for Real Muto. Would I have given up Nimo for Real Muto at the time, even looking back? Yes, I probably would have. And I still stand by giving up prospects for known commodities. Now, if you put JT Real Muto on the Mets in 2022, they could be a World Series winning team. Now, obviously you're not going to take Nimmo and Alonzo off of that. Point is I would have it would have been a mistake if I did in fact say that I would have traded both Nimmo and Alonzo for Real Muto. However, the Mets also made a mistake by not going and trading for J.T. Real Muto. I'm sure they could have found a way to get him for less than Pete and Nemo. And
3: by that point in time, they did have Dom Smith, so that's why Pete Alonso probably was oh, even expendable. Right, so right, that, okay. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I understand your reasoning. By I, the did way, did I
2: really say that? Damn. Yeah.
3: He, Jimmy also says, say hi to your mom oh, because okay. of, of the the bank uh, that he works at.
2: Oh, and he knows what your bank?
3: Uh, Apple Bank in
2: Okay, there you go. All right, Jimmy. Well, thank you very much. I'm sure my mother will enjoy that.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
4: com Taylor Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest.
3: <laughs> uh, Jim Viviano. Hey, Sal. Mm-hmm. Love your work. Been following you for years on SNY and The Fan. I'm about your age and a monster Knicks fan. Actually, it should be more like it's a monster Knicks fan. Right, you got a right. big word. Okay. love. Since about 1990s, so through the 90s. Last year, I was wondering if Brunson could surpass great Knicks like Houston and Spree. This year, dare I say he surpassed Ewing one day? Thanks, Jim. Another Jim? Yes.
2: It's a great question. First of all, thank you for the support. I really appreciate that. There's so many negative comments out there on social media. Now, again, I've gotten to a point where I just don't read them anymore because there's no point to do it. But... If I ignore the negative comments, I also ignore the positive ones. And when you hear the positive reinforcement or or that people enjoy your work, it really does mean a lot. So thank you for that. I appreciate the kind words. I'll tell you, the initial reaction is, oh, come on. It can't compare him to Patrick Ewing. However, the reality is I do think Jalen Brunson can be – I don't know if the right word is as good as Patrick Ewing – as impactful as Patrick Ewing, but that's what we're talking about here. He, to me, surpasses Houston, Sprewell. Forget about Carmelo. Carmelo's not even in the conversation. Brunson is the greatest Nick since Patrick Ewing, but is he better than Ewing? I, I don't want to say that he's better than Ewing. Here's what I will say. I do think Jalen Brunson is going to one day have his number retired alongside Patrick's number 33. You will see the number 11 retired for Jalen Brunson. He is that impactful as a New York Knicks. I do also think that the Knicks legitimately, within the next few years, can be a championship team. And if he ever gets that championship, then maybe he does surpass Patrick Ewing. Uh, maybe there's a bias because I grew up you know, being a 90s Knicks fan and I'll always love every one of those guys because they gave their heart and soul, blood, sweat, and tears, everything that they had every single night, regular season, postseason, they left it all out on the floor. So I'll always love those teams, and I'll always be biased toward them. But Brunson is right there with Patrick Ewing. I mean, I don't know if you could pay him a greater compliment, at least as far as I'm concerned.
3: One more we got, Huff? Yeah, we got another last one. It's from Janine Pratt. Okay. She says, Sal, I love the podcast and all shows you've done. Oh, thank you, Janine. You became my favorite host when you were filling in with Jerry Reco. Oh. Always kept me laughing. <laughs> Wondering if you are doing any Mets games with fans this year, which is really awesome. We should right. do this. So we're going to write this down right. or at least try to not forget it. Watching a game with you would be a great time. My friend and I are diehard baseball chicks mm. and would love to make that happen.
2: That sounds fun. Uh, that's an easy enough question. Yes, we will do that. <laughs> We've had, we did one on the overnight, which was fun. Did I do two? I feel like I did one with the overnight, and then last year, Hoff, when we went out there, you, me, BT, we brought Gallo out there, and we met a bunch of regular listeners and callers. So, yes, Shanine, I think that we should set something up where we get the BT and Sal show out there, we'll all be there, and maybe get uh, some listener, caller, emailer involvement as well, and we could all watch the game together. What do you think, Hoff? Sounds like a good idea?
3: Uh, I think it's a great idea, especially if it means I go to the game, I like going to games. I like not going home because, Mm. you know, I
2: I do that too much. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. Anything to get away from the wife and kids. I understand the feeling. Yeah, Yeah, go (laughs) hang out with Janine and her friend. Exactly. It's all for work. But that being
3: said, she also has one more thing she wants to throw at you. Okay. She says, and one ask, very important. Mm -hmm. Please give warning if you're going to talk VPR because I started watching after hearing you talk about it Mm. and I'm about to start season eight.
2: No spoilers, please. So I don't even know, Janine, what season we're in, but I appreciate you saying no spoilers. Um, But when you catch up, then maybe we could have a further conversation about this. I actually talked to Hoff about I want to do a podcast on VPR. That's how much I love it because for me it would be a passion play. Like, yeah, I do the sports talk all day long. Another podcast on sports talk. At certain points, it's like, all right, well, how much can I talk about the same thing? However, VPR, there's always going to be room for that. So, Janine, here's what I'll say to you. I'm not going to have any spoilers here, but when you catch up, hit us back, and we'll answer some of your questions that have to do with VPR. And I'm telling you, guys listening to this, okay, oh, so you lose your man card, which, by the way, if you use the term man card, like, come on. it's, It's the lamest thing ever. But, oh, you're not a real dude if you watch VPR. I'm telling you, I got sucked into the show by accident. It's the best thing on TV. I can't get enough of VPR and Jersey Shore. They are phenomenal. I enjoy them. It's not even a guilty pleasure. It is a an enjoyable pleasure. What's, what's the opposite of guilty? A not guilty pleasure? You have a, you have a word that's opposite? No, awkward. I don't. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Opposite just, of guilty. Just yeah. pleasurable. Yeah, it's pleasurable. Exactly. I don't feel any guilt when I watch it. I love both those shows. All right, that does it for this edition of WFAN Daily. How do we feel about that, Hoff? Oh, I like that Mel. I
3: thought that was fun. So, I like the emails, so I've got keep it coming.
2: Now, you also, yes, and it's WFANdaily at gmail.com. Hit us up. We'll answer as many questions as we can for next week's episode. And you also have a listener line, Huff, that you want to get involved? I do. I think it's
3: very important we hear. I like to to read, but I want to hear from the WFAN listeners, the people that listen to WFAN Daily. So please call, not really late night because it goes right to my phone. Oh, but geez. it's 725-222-8699. And what does that do? They they could leave a voice message? You can call and leave a voicemail.
2: And yeah. then we'll play it on the air? We'll play it on the okay. air. Okay.
3: We'll hear about it, and it'll be... Uh,
2: so you could either email WFANdaily at gmail.com and get your question out there. We'll read it on the air, and I'll answer it. Or you can call the number. What's the number again, Huff? 725 725- 222 8699. Leave the voicemail and then we'll answer it directly from your voice. All right, good. That was a fun episode. Yeah, and by the way,
3: yeah. the numbers, the email address will be in the WFN Daily Posts. So you can, if you're like, oh, what's the email? What's the number? It'll be there. Just look, for the, uh, look in the, the, um, the rundown of the episode.
2: And don't forget to download, rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you next week with new editions of WFAN Daily.
0: Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.